You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. First up, it's trends and insights. Your insiders look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with accomplished speaker, coach, and change maker, Arlene Peterson. We've known Arlene for a number of years, and it's been really fun watching her business grow and watching her branding and all the amazing things she does. So I'm excited about our conversation today. Welcome, Arlene. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You know, I love to start our Trends and Insights segment by asking our guests to share with us a current trend that they're seeing that's impacting coaches, speakers, and authors like themselves. Hmm. The biggest trend that I see happening is perhaps not a positive one, but it, it's actually a lack of value. Uh, lack of self-value and what my clients are actually bringing to the table when they show up in a room or um, when they are working with a client, that sort of thing. It's just not quite present to the positive impact that they make. So how do you identify what that looks like? Well, it shows up in a lot of different things. Um, You know, Clients come to me for their branding and their messaging. They're struggling with what, how they talk about their business. So there's that. They, they aren't articulating exactly the transformation and the ripple effect in the results that they actually give to their clients. They think they're selling a, project, a product or a program or a set of coaching you know, sessions, that sort of thing. But the one of the main things is like, no, you're actually selling the results you give and like really getting present to those results, not just for that person, but the people around them in their work and in their family, in their community. So that's definitely one place to mm-hmm. look. The second place would be pricing. You know, I experienced this for myself. You know, I was in a really... <laughs> I was in a somewhat dysfunctional working relationship with a business partner and it was, um, I had a very distinct set of skills in his opinion and it really messed it with my mind a little bit. And so, you know, that was maybe a more extreme example, but we all grow up with these, these feelings that we're not enough of something. Mm-hmm. And so that shows up in the way we price. 
most people are underpricing their services and products. So that's another really big place. The, mm -hmm. the, third, the third area I would say is really in their branding and messaging. Like they're not, there's no bold statements and audacious promises. Um, there's like a, there's a lot of room to be like really stand and own the results that you create for your clients. And people are, that shows up in sales conversations too and in marketing to like really draw a really firm line in the sand and say, this is what I do mm -hmm. and I'm worth it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, you know, it's you get given me so many things to think about. Um, you know, one of the things that we learned from um, working with someone, and you don't always know what to price things at, and people are always concerned about being too high. But mm -hmm. what what she had said was, you know, set your price, do it what you think is equitable, fair, whatever word you want to use, but then look at the response that you're getting because oftentimes if people are really jumping in, that means it might be time to look at raising your price a little bit. Um, you know, the, the, her thing was five times if you get really quick yeses, then look at adjusting your price and really look at your value because I think we do have a hard time understanding what our true value is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the um, one of the things that I do with my clients as a foundational piece is called getting to the center of your freaking awesome. And it really goes from the intellectual of like what specifically like line items on a um, on an invoice, really tangible, recognizable pieces, to the next step is like what are you really creating for those people that you're working with? And you know, when we, when we look at, and I guess a, one example would be like when I started out doing design, I was doing business card design mm -hmm. and, you know, le just logos and business cards and websites. And I thought that I was just selling that. And how much is a business card worth? It's like three, not, not even three cents, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what I was doing I looked at wow, my the branding I was giving them, that professional edge, you know, the confidence my clients were able to have in presenting themselves and their marketing materials, you know, that was exponentially valuable compared to a business card. And it really makes difference. Like, wow, okay, well, they're able to get bigger jobs. They're able to attract higher paying clients. They're being able to be congruent, you know, with their brand to be the same as what the services, the quality of services they offer. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really a, um, it is, it's the whole pricing thing too. It's got to feel a little uncomfortable, <laughs> definitely. And, uh, and I agree with you too. As soon as you start um, getting a lot of yeses, that definitely means that, you know, it is, it's time to raise your prices and, and up-level your clients, too. Absolutely. And I know there's a lot of um, people that will create, um, you know, business cards and do things like that. I mean, I know there's 99 designs where you can get it really inexpensively, and mm -hmm. 
But you, when, when someone really wants that integrated brand, they really need to look at someone like yourself who can really look at everything they're doing. Because if you go to somebody that just does a business card design, that's what you're going to get. And what we find mm-hmm. is so often people are going here for this, there for something else, to the third place, to the fourth place, and then they're wondering why everything isn't all put together and it seems like it's not cohesive. And it's not because it was all created in isolation, whereas the work I've seen you do, you know, and having someone do it all for you or with you, I should say, because it's mm-hmm. a, really a partnership, it mm-hmm. really looks like the full package. It's not just piecemeal. Right. And it's interesting, too, because I was just talking to a client um, yesterday and asking him, he's a speaker, um, he's looking at doing more corporate speaking and that sort of thing, and he wants a logo and a website, but the other questions that I had for him are like, okay, well, what are your handouts like? What are your, you know, any sort of materials? How are you going to be marketing yourself? And so having that idea of, for you know the future and how we're going to market, where that brand's going to show up, that actually dictates you know oh are we going to use more color? How are we going to utilize certain elements before we even start the design process? It it sets the foundation to yeah make it really cohesive and so you, your clients and potential clients don't get those little speed bumps that slow down the process the sales mm-hmm. process. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we were in an event last week, and it's amazing when you ask someone what they do, um, how so many people respond, and you kind of look at them and say, okay, I have no idea what you do. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who to introduce you to or how we might be able to partner or work together because they give so much information, and mm-hmm. it's it's at a level – they get it. I mean, I know they get it. But talking to someone else, um, it just is so unclear. So, so what's like a simple tip that you can give someone to help them start to figure out whether they're on point with their message? Mm-hmm. Well, I would actually take a look at the last five to ten clients you've had and look at the reasons why they came to you. Go through every single one. And write down, oh, they said they wanted this. They've, you know, and see where that commonality is. That's a great place to start. Because uh-huh. the fact of the matter is, you know, we, as entrepreneurs, we love to learn, we love to create, and, and we have a lot of skills. And when we try to communicate so much at the same time, nothing goes through. Um, so you have to pick one door, one message. And this is not just in your message message and brand, but it's like for everything you do, what you're putting on social media or, you know, if it's a postcard or if it's an event, have one message, (laughs) one thing, Mm -hmm. that's it, (laughs) and everything leads to that one thing. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I like the idea of going back to those last five or ten clients and saying, you know, why did they come to you? And just because you can do something doesn't mean 
you have to do it or should be doing it. We just had, Michael and I just had this conversation yesterday, and just because we can do it doesn't mean that's really what we want to be doing, where our major focus needs to be. And it might be auxiliary down the road, but we don't have to actually market it and position it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a really smart approach because it is. It's like we can do a lot of different things, but, you know, you got to – I call it sitting in your genius chair. Like when I'm designing or working with a client on, on their messaging, that's my genius chair, and that's where that fills me up, that lights me up. It's, it's really where I can have the most value. Those auxiliary things, they just, it just doesn't work as much. And it also creates confusion for those potential clients too. Um, it's kind of like I, I always think about this picture of a crowd and there's like a guy wearing a hat in the middle of it and you want to talk to him and you yell out and say, hey, you, you know, I want to talk to you. And some people may turn around and some will be like, whatever, you know, not really caring. But if you are so articulate in saying, hey, you with a woven hat with a blue stripe, you know, I can help you, you know, if he hears you, that's awesome. And he will probably, if he actually heard you, he would recognize that you're talking to him. And if he didn't, the other people around him will be able to say, hey, she wants to talk to you because it's so clearly, you know, clear on who mm-hmm. you're wanting to talk to. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And I agree with you. And Sandra Yancey, the founder of Be Woman Network, always says, you know, do only the things that you can do. Um, that's where we should really be focusing our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You shared so much great information with us today. How can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you and what you do? The easiest place is to find me on my website at BeFreakingAwesome.com. And there's no slang. Everything's spelled out properly. Um, so that's probably the best way to find me. And uh, I always have something uh, useful and useful information for you to download and check out. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your sharing today. It's been uh, great, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. All right. Thanks so much, Janelle. Bye-bye. We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Today we're talking with accomplished speaker, coach, and author, Star Babatoon. 
We met Star at a recent event we attended and immediately knew that she would be an amazing guest and has great information to share with you. So join me in welcoming her today. It's going to be a great conversation. Welcome, Star. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I love to start our conversation by asking our guests to share a current trend that they're seeing that's impacting coaches, speakers, and authors like yourself. Yes, the, the trend that I see is this, this thing about sharing the personal story. Storytelling is, uh, is the trend that I see. It's happening in the business world, and it's happening very much with speakers and coaches and authors as well. So when you, when you talk about that, how do people know how much of their story to tell or how deep to go in the telling of it? Well, I hear what you're asking, Janelle, and that how deep to go is generally not the problem because people do so much skating over it. If they were just to tap into it, if they were just to just acknowledge, you know, those, um, those more sensitive parts of the story, just enough to let the audience know about what's going on, that, that, would, be, that would be enough. One thing I do um, tell my clients when we're coaching on those stories is you have to be able to keep yourself together <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're telling your story. If you are falling apart on stage, if you can't catch your breath, well, then you're telling too much of the story. But if you are sharing the story, you get a little misty, you get a little emotional, a little emotional. Mm-hmm. That's really the best stuff. That Right there, that's the best stuff. So how do you um, coach people to be open to sharing their story? Because I hear people say, well, no one would want to hear about it or it only impacts me. Now, you and I know that each person's story touches other people, but I'm not sure people often, you know, understand that. Uh, that is true. That is true. People think that their story is not interesting, or as you say, no one, no one wants to know that. It's not going to be helpful. What I like to do with people is for them to think about when they have been most impacted, when they have been most impacted by a speaker, by a book, by an author, by a person, usually what impacted them was not their mechanics, was not their strategies. Generally, what impacted you was their story. And we all have those, we all have those moments where someone tells you a story and something clicks in your brain, you're like, oh, my God, I can do this. Or, oh, my goodness, this is a great idea. And it's because a person tells you a story and you think, I like this person. I don't know what they do, but I want to be connected to that person. You know how when you, when you meet someone, even at a conference or something, you're like, I like you. And it's generally because they shared some part of themselves. That makes a difference. And when I work with people, we, we, we sometimes have to go there. 
for them to remember how impactful that story has been. And, you know, I consider myself sort of like an excavator. You know, when I work with people, that's one of the things I do is we start digging. We start digging to why is that important to you and why do you want to talk about that? But not just the first why. We get into, well, why is that important? And we go down to the third why, well, why is that important? You know, and as we keep as we keep doing this digging and figuring out what matters to you, you know, I'm there to to validate those parts of their story. You know, because you know you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So I'm the one that's on the outside going, Ooh, that is beautiful. Oh my gosh, really? That mm-hmm. happened, that is impactful. And I can sort of create or, or let them know. I can be that mirror. That's what I am. I am that mirror to say, look how beautiful your story is. Because we can't see it. Mm-hmm. So that is part of, uh, of what I do when I work with people. I, I show them a mirror, and I love it. Because I'm not doing anything brilliant. <laughs> you know, I'd like to you know, say that I am, but I'm not really. All I'm doing is digging up and holding a mirror. And when people can see that, the beauty of their own stories, I mean, that's, Oof, that just gives you the butterflies, and that is what I do this work for, for that moment. Mm-hmm. No, I like that, and I know that um, you've got um, the book, I Hate Muscular Dystrophy, mm-hmm. Loving a Child with a Life-Altering Disease, mm-hmm. um, and I think, again, there's people need to hear stories like that because, you know, they they often are confronted with, with things that they don't know how to express or they don't know how to deal with and knowing you're not alone um, really makes it so much easier and helps you get the resources and the support you need? Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That was the first book that I read, and the, the way that came about is I had an experience with my son. Well, let me just go back for a moment. My son has Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's a muscle disorder that causes his muscles to get a weaker as he grows older. He was diagnosed at five years old. He's mm-hmm. 20 at this point. But there was some part of the time when he was about eight years old, and we were both sort of struggling with this, with the, the weight of this new diagnosis and what it was going to mean um, to his life and to my life. And he and I had, a, had an experience out on the highway where we both shouted, I hate muscular dystrophy. It's the first time we expressed our hatred, our frustration with the disease. We did it out loud, and it was such a healing process. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote about that process and shared it with just a couple of people, and the response was amazing. It was amazing. People kept saying, oh, I totally get that. This was so freeing. Thanks for sharing that story. It made such a difference between me and my child or me and my, uh, you know, my mother or whatever. And people mm-hmm. were passing the story around, you know, to doctors, to, to physicians, to counselors. And people were getting such good mm, healing from that story. I mean, that's when I figured it out, that maybe the story needs to be shared because it can be of help to other people. And when you're going through something this traumatic and this challenging, you often wonder, what's the purpose? <laughs> Excuse me, why am I going through that? <laughs> so the idea that my experience can be a blessing to others, mm-hmm. that my story can help others heal, that was a big deal for me. 
and that's, that's why I end up writing the book and I share the book with people because I'm sharing the story and that's, I guess, my introduction to the power of sharing your story. It's not just about you. And it's not just about your story. It's about the impact that your story has on other people. It is. And it's also that personal connection. It's a way for, I think, so many um, coaches, um, speakers, and authors, when they get on stage, they're teaching and they're training, absolutely. But for people to really listen to you and for people to want to know more, it's really about making that personal connection and making them, everyone in the audience, feel like you really understand what they're going through and who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It is that connection. People don't start listening to you until there's a connection, until there's a know, like, and trust, until they know that you know where they are, where they're coming from, where they've been. Once we establish that, well, then, you know, they're definitely more open to, uh, to listening and to feeling. So you're absolutely right. That connection is paramount. And a lot of trainers and authors, they don't think about that connection. They focus on their content, you know, what they have, because they know what they have is valuable. But no one's going to listen to what you have unless you show me a little bit of who you are. That's so true. So in addition to doing the the why exercise, which I love, is there just, you know, one tip that you can um, give to, to our listeners to really help them start to pull out their story or to start to think about different experiences that might be great stories? Um, yes. Well, those are two, two things. So the first thing is I'd love to give you a very quick uh, format, a very quick structure to your story, very quick structure to your story. You're trying to figure out, well, how do I tell it? I've got so many stories. Well, which are the good parts? What, what do I share with people? Here it is. Here's the format, three steps, and it goes like this. Once upon a time, then one day, and now. That's it. Those are the three parts of your story. It's the three parts three parts of every story. Once upon a time, there was a fish named Nemo who lived with his overprotected father. Then one day, Nemo ran away, got lost, had all kinds of adventures. And now, Nemo lives on the, uh, on the reef with his father. They both have a better understanding of how strong and capable he is. The end. Hmm, I love that format. That, we all have that same ability. Once upon a time, you were in a certain situation. Then one day, you made some decisions, you made some changes, and things happened. And now, now you're in a different position. I love that. So how can our listeners um, get in touch with you or learn more about you and how you support um, speakers? They can send me, first of all, um, they can send me an email at star at starbobatoon.com. That's B-O-B-A-T-O-O-N, starbobatoon.com, starbobatoon.com. Send me an email, star at starbobatoon.com. You can, of course, go to my website, starbobatoon.com. I would also invite you to go to my YouTube channel, 
where you'll hear more about who I am, the processes that I work through, and, and my work with what I call the backstory. And again, it's just Star Babatoon um, on YouTube, and you'll see uh, you'll see my videos and, and things where I talk about uh, how I help speakers and writers and coaches. So there you have it, starbabatoon.com and star at starbabatoon.com for an email. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting, and I, I love the structure that you shared with us, and I know that will help a lot of people going forward. So thank you so much today, Star. You know, you are very welcome. Thank you for this opportunity. We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview, and you don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about how to leverage your branded process into an e-course. What do you mean, Michael, when you say e-course? Well, e-course is a term that's used a lot today, and it really can take a number of different formats. But in its most basic form, it's simply a course that's delivered over the web. That's it. Now, there are a lot of different formats that those take, as I said. So some e-courses are delivered as live phone calls, a series of calls, usually once each week or every other week, something like that. Uh, a lot of times those, because they're live, they do include some live Q&A as well built in. Uh, other courses are delivered as a series of videos or podcasts or some mixture of those two on a schedule. So, for example, you'll get a new video every day or you'll get a new video once a week or whatever it might be. 
Still others are delivered through a training portal or training website. Um, and what we use is teachable.com or, and there are other ones as well, like thinkific.com. There's, there's hundreds of them. Um, but basically they provide a framework that a coach uploads their material to, and then the student or the client can come in and take part in any of the, the content they want anytime they want. Well, and I think there's so many options out there. And I know you've been doing a ton of research on training options so that you can give recommendations to your clients. And the thing that's nice to know is you don't have to create your own portal to do it, which used to be the only option. But how would someone go about creating an e-course and getting started? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, first, I always recommend that you partner with a training designer, whether that's Turn Knowledge to Profit or it's someone else. Uh, it's always a good idea to have an expert to help you not just organize your content, but make sure that you really have reach out to the widest audience possible. Um, we know that there's a formula for quickly creating engaging content rich courses. And it's really uh, to your benefit to get someone on board that really can do that. Whether or not you find a partner or you do it yourself, um, the best way to start is always with your unique branded process or your UBS. Now, I know we've talked about the UBS in previous episodes of The Business Builder, and you're welcome to go back and listen to those, how you create your, your UBS, how you use it. But it really is the, the foundation for everything you create within your business. And it's likewise for an e-course, it should be the where you start. It really, to create an e-course off of your UBS will expand that brand and really create offerings that are consistent within your company. So what's the first step to get started? The first thing you really have to do in designing a course is look at your UBS, as we said, and divide that into a series of topics that you can teach in say four to eight sessions. And there's a science behind why you pick four to eight. We don't need to really get into the details of that, but that's really sort of the sweet spot of numbers of sessions. And you can deliver those over, uh, you know, four to eight weeks, four to eight months, you know, whatever works for you and your content and your clients, but that usually, is enough to get people engaged, but not so much that they drop off before the end. Now, if your UBS has four to six steps in it, which is what we recommend, then it might make sense just to dive deep into one step in each session. It sort of naturally flows that you have a six part UBS, like we have the quick six formula. It makes sense that you had a, you had a six part e-course. And then the key to creating those sessions is that they be self-contained and that they provide your clients with actionable steps that they can take to get results. So you want to make sure that you always have actionable steps in each and every session so that your clients can see progress as they're moving along. You don't want them to wait all the way to the end to get any progress at all. You want to make sure that they're you're teaching things that they can do and start to see results right away after each session. Absolutely. And I think the thing that is really important, and I love the fact that 
you do talk about using a training designer and I know people are probably thinking when they hear that, that it's going to cost a lot to do and it doesn't. And what it does is it adds so much value because depending on who your audience is, depending on the transformation that you're trying to um, provide for your clients, it might be that in your unique branded system that each of your steps is an actual whole e-course, or it might be that your whole process is an e-course. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. It depends on who your audience is, and it's difficult to know. I know when you've been doing this for a long time, both in the corporate world for large companies all over the world, and you've been doing it for entrepreneurs, and you've been doing it for us. So you've got a lot of experience and a lot of success doing it, but there was a big learning curve. Well, that, you know, that's a great point. It's absolutely true. And I, I think I can say unequivocally that I have never met a client that didn't want to put too much information in their course, at least initially. Every single client wants to put too much. No one wants to put too little. They always want to throw everything they know into a simple e-course. And that's, again, where an expert can really help you to cut that down to a level that both provides value to your client and doesn't overwhelm them with too much so that they do nothing. I mean, what happens is if you try and tell them everything you know, um, they get overwhelmed, they do nothing. It's kind of, I got to go back to the analogy of a car. You know, you don't have to know all the mechanics of a car in order to drive one. You just have to know how to drive it. And really as a coach, that's one of the first things or one of the hardest things that you learn is how to give people just enough so they can drive the car. They don't need to actually build one from scratch, which is as coaches, that's our tendency is to, to give them everything we know. And we know so much about our area of expertise. That's why we're experts in it. Um, but you really have to pull that back and really give them just what they need to know. Well, and I think that's an important reminder. And I know you've talked to a number of people about developing their e-course and they actually had in their process a beginning course and then an advanced course in this, all the material because it's so much. And it is important to remember that just because you know the information, it doesn't mean you have to give it to someone all at one time because you want them to have the results. And we know if we give people too many steps or too much at one time, they don't do anything. So it's not of value and the impact is missing. And I think that's why we do what we do is to have that impact and have the transformation, which is really our goal. So what other things do you want to have in an e-course? Well, in past episodes of this show, we've talked about a lot of those things, uh, the things you want to include in any e-course, no matter what the format is. Um, I guess first off, I would say stories and examples. Those are critically important. They really give the clients an understanding of how they can apply what you're teaching them to their life, to their business, whatever it might be. I mean, so it's really important to have good, engaging stories and great examples. And I know we've talked about storytelling on a, on a previous business builder. Um, you also want to have some kind of worksheets there. You want to be able to engage 
with your attendees, your clients, in a way that is not just listening. That's a passive engagement. They can just plug it, plug it in, stick their headphones in and listen. When you have a worksheet, they have to more actively engage. And that's always important in getting people to move forward to make changes. Uh, it also allows them to make progress right away. Because as they're working through the worksheet, uh, whether you're helping them through it during your actual session or it's something they do following the session as homework, they still have an opportunity to really see benefit, to really make progress just by going through that worksheet. So those are really important as well. And, you know, th again, this is where a, an expert can come in. You really want to have something in every e-course, in fact, every session for every learning style. Um, different people learn in different ways. Some people are visual learners. Some people are what are called auditory learners, so they like to listen to the content. And others are people that actually learn best by doing. And so, again, with working with a course designer or an instructional designer, you can make sure that your e-course has all of those things in it so that you can engage the widest possible audience and the, the highest percentage of those folks will have really great results with the e-course. Well, I love all the information that you shared and it sounds like it's a topic that we could even talk about, you know, more in a future business builder because I think there's so many opportunities for creating courses. If any of our listeners would like to learn more, be sure to connect with us at Turn Knowledge to Profit Radio. And if you're interested in creating a course, let us know. Connect with us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit. And we look forward to seeing your courses. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.